This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Female Startup Club, hosted by Dune Roshin and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. If you're looking for a new podcast, the Female Startup Club shares tips, tactics, and strategies from the world's most successful female founders, entrepreneurs, and women in business to inspire you to take action and get what you want out of your career. One of my favorite episodes, Who Should Be Your First Hire? What's your funding plan? Dr. Lisa Creven shares her top advice from building Spotlight Oral. Listen to the Female Startup Club wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Chance and my guest today is Brennan Dunn. He's a co-founder of Right message. He writes a weekly at Create and Sell, and he's working on a new book all about personalized marketing, which, by the way, is what we're going to talk about today. So, Brennan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. So tell me about the book. Is it is this one of these things where you get some spare time and you go write on it for a while, <laughs> or is it is its publication eminent? It's somewhere in between. I've gotten much more structured than I was early on. So I am I do have dedicated writing blocks that I try to keep. Yeah. And the the finish line is coming up. So I'm aiming for about a mid-June finalization, if you will, of the yeah. manuscript. And uh, we'll so, go from there. So as I said, we're going to talk about personalized marketing, so personalization in your emails and you know, in your segmentation and your website, of course, and, and the technology there, you know, now, you know, makes that something that if you put a little effort is really simple to do. I would suggest it's probably becoming necessary <laughs> to do, I think, in the environment we're in. But before we get into that, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey because you and I have spoken briefly. We were at a, a conference uh, together recently, and I kind of got the sense that you've got your hands in a few things, or at least have had your hands in a few things, you know, leading up to right message. Yeah. Yeah. So about a decade and, and change ago, I used to run a web agency. So that kind of got my experience with, or that, that built up my experience with kind of needing to sell big ticket projects, yeah. built that up to 11 people. And I think the, the big core thing that I, the big takeaway I got from that experience was how important things like dropping relevant examples were. And if somebody's a technical person talking technical with them, if they're just yeah. a marketing person, not talking technical, for instance, and and so on. So I did that for a while. I got bit by the software bug. We were building apps for other people. I wanted to build my own. So I built a, a little software company called PlanScope in 2011. Sold that in 2015, 2016, somewhere around then, right at the end of the year. And then I kind of started up or kind of came serious about this company called Double Your Freelancing, which is the thing that I frankly, did the best at with all these things. And that's now a community of well north of almost about 60,000 freelancers and agencies. And it was fun. Like we, you know, I did conferences, I had a podcast, I did the whole like bunches of courses, ebook, like info product kind of emporium mm -hmm. there. And that's really got where I got my start with personalization, because as we started to get kind of broader in terms of our audience, we had copywriters, we had marketers, we had designers, developers, and really every stripe of freelancer you could think of. Right. And the developer in me thought, well, what if a copywriter is on a sales page and they see copywriter testimonials? And what if a developer sees developer testimonials? And you know, that kind of opened up this Pandora's box that I've been uh, continuing to open ever since on what's possible given 
who somebody is, what their relationship is with you. So are they new on your website? They just appeared from Google or are they your most you know, diehard customer? What kind of work do they do? What stage of their business are they at? And yeah, that, that kind of led me to eventually getting approached by a few key investors saying, we see what you've been doing on your own site. Can you extract that technology into a product that we can pay for? And they were willing to kind of fund the development of that. So that's how Right Message came to be. And that was about 2017, 2018, right around then that we kind of launched it. So, so at the time, were you just doing that with JavaScript coding or, or something? Yeah. Or how were you making that happen? Yeah. So what I was doing is back then I was using, I switched from Infusionsoft, which is now Keep, to right. Drip back then. Sure. And Drip had a really nice JavaScript library that you could put on your website that would allow you, if you knew how to write JavaScript, to query and say, hey, is the current person on my website? Are they on my list? And if so, how are they tagged and what custom fields do they have? So it was really just a matter of writing a lot of, yeah, custom JavaScript where I'd say, okay, if they're a subscriber and they're tagged customer, let's show this thing instead of that thing. And and it just became a lot of kind of very brittle, very manual coding, right. which really lent itself to building a web-based interface to set it all up. So I was going to ask you what the biggest mistake you see marketers making today. I'm really just teeing up the <laughs> non-personalization or just treating everybody that visits the website, just as you said, as the same person with the same desires, the same you know, method of buying, the same journey, all those. So uh, let's talk a little bit about you know that idea of the customer journey. I mm -hmm. think that's something I spend a lot of time talking about the stages of and how people make you know decisions today. In fact, I you know frequently say the thing that's changed the most in marketing is how people choose to become customers. You know, not necessarily you know the platforms and the technology. So, how does this role? I mean, thinking in terms of how people buy today, they go, they visit, they see if they like you, they see if they trust. You know, they dig deeper. Mm -hmm. I mean, how does the idea of personalization play into the customer journey for you? I think for me, and, and what I typically recommend a lot of people do, especially those of us who are trying to do kind of email first, where right. you know instead of pushing somebody to buy, we're trying to get them on our list and then over time build up trust and then get them to buy later. I think the thing that as being on the consumer end always frustrates me is if I'm on an email list of a brand, let's say, and I get their, you know, their latest email and it drives me back to their website. And then I'm hit with a giant pop-up asking for my email address. Not only is it a bit annoying because, you know, they presumably know that since they just, you know, they just emailed me. <laughs> but the marketer in me thinks that's a missed opportunity. I mean, that that's a perfect opportunity to say, hey, you're on my list. You're kind of already a little further down the funnel. Why not present a product, an entry-level product you haven't yet bought? And then if they've bought that entry-level thing, let's now put on-site called actions for maybe the more premium product or right. you know the 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 crazy mastermind in Cabo San Lucas five figure thing if you're the super customer right like yep. i mean that's the kind of thing that i think a lot of us i think are doing that over email with campaigns that are saying like you know for different cohorts of subscribers we want to send sure. different marketing messages but I think considering that most of us are bringing people back to the website, whether it be to listen to the latest podcast episode or to read it, the latest blog post, or just to look at a sales page. I think having that interplay back and forth is something that most of us should be doing. It's just, it's one of these things that it's a little challenging to figure out how to do, which is one of the things I've been trying to help ease. 
Yeah, I think a, a real obvious use case, you talk about the pop-ups that, you know, version one, everybody saw it every time. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, get right. out of here, get out of the way. So we were constantly just slapping them away. Then they got a little smarter. Oh, you've been here before you're mm -hmm. in the last two weeks, so I'm not going to show it to you. But like you said, the ultimate is I know everything or I know a great deal about you and our relationship already. So I may have one of eight things <laughs> that I would show yeah. you. And obviously that's next level, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, and doing that, but also doing uh, more horizontal things like depending on maybe the industry somebody's in or the job role that they're in or their goal, maybe offering different products or different recommendations to them, showing different messages. I already mentioned the testimonial example of yeah. depending on somebody's kind of business they run, what kind of case studies and testimonials should they see? Even things like one of the one of the most re rewarding, if you will, things that I tested that that has worked consistently is I have for one of my courses, a free email course that feeds people to the paid course. Yeah. And what I did is I simply asked people when they joined the free course, which of the following three things are you trying to solve with this course? So the course is on pricing and the three options would be, I want to get an idea of how to price in general. I want to start pricing on value, or I want to learn how to write proposals better. And those were kind of the three things I uncovered were why people kept joining the email course. So all I simply did was I said, well, okay, they tell me this upfront. What I'll do is when the email course completes and I then start to pitch the paid thing, the paid thing relates to the email course, the free course. So yeah. let's just say if they said they're struggling with proposals, make the focus of the course and why they should <laughs> buy it to help you with proposals, right? Yeah, right. And it's things like that I think are kind of a no-brainer when you think it through. I mean, it's any anything like if I was trying to sell you over the phone on something, I would, and you said, you know, you said you, you signaled something to me that allowed me to mentally segment you into this is John's <laughs> pain point. I'm a good salesperson is gonna. Right. Keep playing off that, right? So it's the same same thing, just in a more scalable, uh, more high volume medium, if you will. Well, and I think that that approach of narrowing, you know, the focus, because I think a lot of times what we do as marketers is we default to, well, here are the five things we know are the reasons people buy this. So we're gonna tell you those are all the all benefits. And, yeah, exactly. You know, right. and so then consequently we're like, well, one of those matters to me, the other's just like more clutter that I have to read about. And now I'm just confused. Yeah. And I think that idea of being able to zero in on something they told you, I mean, they basically said, here's how to sell me, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, this plays out, I think, in a lot of more impactful ways. Like I mentioned the first software company that I sold. It was a project management tool called PlanScope. So think of task management, normal kind of stuff like that, time tracking. And I, I sold to freelancers and agencies because really the only difference with an agency was they had multiple seats yeah. and every functionally it was the same thing. But I remember I, I got on a call, this is, would have been like 2013. So, you know, quite a while ago in internet time, at least I, yeah. I got on a call with an agency owner and I was talking with them and I was showing them our website and kind of figuring out like what was holding them back from moving forward. And their objection was anything that works for a freelancer couldn't work for our agency. And you know, it, it was kind of this weird, I struggled at the time as the person who knew the product inside out, thinking the only logistic difference is maybe some things on the reporting end, but also the fact that there's like multiple contributors and stuff to a, you know, a, a project rather than a single contributor. But it, it just kind of, it floored me thinking like, is this a very, is this a common shared thing? You know, that there's this bias of 
teams think solo people don't have anything in common with them and yeah, maybe yeah, convert yeah. vice versa. So anyway, that was a, uh, for me, that would have been like a prime. I, I was even thinking at the time, maybe I spin off like PlanScope Premium or pr- PlanScopePro.com, make a completely separate marketing site, make it all about agencies and just say, if you're an agency, you go to this site, yeah, this lead magnet, whatever, freelancers get that one. But really, the, I think the beauty of personalization is you can have the same products, you can have the same marketing site, you can have the same marketing, and you just kind of dynamically alter bits and pieces so you can get around those core objections in a, in a really nice and elegant way. You know, one of the first things I outsourced when I started my business, payroll and HR. Well, Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it even easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filling payroll taxes, getting set up for open enrollment. Oh, Gusto does it all. And you want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise that 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. But here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash duct tape. Again, that's gusto.com slash duct tape. I'm telling you, you're going to love Gusto. Get started today. If you're looking to earn more income online without being glued to your laptop, then I want to tell you about Kartra. With Kartra, selling your knowledge or services has never been easier. That's because it's the ultimate all-in-one platform for online success. With just a single login, Kartra gives you all the tools you need to grow your audience, monetize your content, and scale with confidence in one affordable, easy-to-use platform. With Kartra, you can build stunning pages and funnels, launch online products and courses, create customized checkouts, host webinars, set up autoresponders, and so much more. Unlike other platforms, Kartra has powerful automation features that are specifically designed to help you get more customers, make each customer worth more, and keep your customers, and it's entirely on autopilot. Plus, you can launch full-scale funnels in minutes when you customize Kartra's done-for-you campaigns that are already designed, connected, and written for you. Ready to make it easier to earn more? Visit dtm.world slash Kartra. That's K-A-R-T-R-A. That's right. dtm.world slash Kartra and use the coupon code DTM to also get a free trial and 20% off today. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I, I hear a lot of times, you know, salespeople complaining that I've got multiple stakeholders to sell. You know, the sales manager cares about vastly different things than the CEO does. And, and so I think that idea of job title, you know, yeah. in your database is really crucial because, I mean, case studies you could deliver that are different. I mean, every benefits, all of your messaging can be different stuff, yeah. and sell those multiple stakeholders game. Yeah. And now let's hear from a sponsor. Look, you've worked hard to grow your business and finding CRM software you can trust to help grow it even more, it isn't easy. Whether you're starting out or scaling up, 
HubSpot is here to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that helps put your customers first. And it's trusted by enterprises and entrepreneurs alike. With easy-to-use marketing tools like drag-and-drop web page editors that require no custom code. Content strategy tools where you can create topic clusters that automatically link supporting content back to your core pillar pages to ensure search engines can easily crawl your site and identify you as an expert on any given topic. HubSpot helps your business work smarter, not harder. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. We've already talked about a lot of the ways I think people can use this. Tell, tell me a little bit about the technology. I mean, how, how without getting to a level that you have to be a coder to understand <laughs> what you're saying, you know, how does this work? Yeah. So what we're, th the way we've modeled this is you integrate with your email database. So that could be, you know, ConvertKit, HubSpot, Drip, whatever, yep. Active Campaign, different things like that. And the the way we look at it is that should that record about somebody so brendan's record in john's active campaign database is the single source of truth about what we know about brendan so presumably you segment me when i buy from you you know stripe does its thing you then tag me as a customer you i buy something else I, I get another tag and so on so it's really just extending that to say well can we also sync up to that record attributes about you know industry, job role, current focus, whatever it might be. And then what we do is we say, when one of two things happens, if somebody opts in to your list, we basically kind of do a little, think of it as a bit of a hijack, if you will, saying, okay, a record was just added to ActiveCampaign for this browser. So when it comes back, ActiveCampaign is going to say, hey, we created a record and its internal ID is one, two, three. And then all right message says is great. We're going to drop a cookie on yeah. the browser saying this is active campaign record one, two, three. So then from that on out until they clear their cookies, we just query and say, what do we know about one, two, three and, and get back that the data. So then we can pull that data down, but also push data up. So if we learn something new about this person, like they change their focus or they change industries, that data can then be synced to that single source of truth. So what we're basically creating a bridge, if you will, between the website and a specific record in your email database, and then pulling data down and pushing data up. And we pull data down and we can say, when this data is present, so when they're tagged customer, don't show the sign up form at the top of the website and the hero show the upgrade button or something, yeah. right? And being able to do interesting stuff like that. And that's really what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to really help people. And it's difficult because it's a bit of a challenge strategically to think it all through, but we're trying to help people create more holistic and end, ex, end, end experiences where, you know, you're getting personalized emails, you're getting emails that are targeting just customers. But then when you go back to the site, you're not treating, you're not being treated as an anonymous person. You're being yeah. treated as that customer too. You know, CRM maintenance and updating is, you know, is the bane of a lot of people's existence. And, yes. and to some degree, you know, this is automating a great deal of that for mm -hmm. people. I mean, it's making your CRM smarter without you having to do a lot of effort once you get it in place, I think. Yeah, it's just feeding. I mean, you obviously need to set up the different surveys right. or quizzes or whatever else. But yeah, it's enriching. I like to think of it as, especially those of us who are fo focused on low-touch email stuff. Yeah. So you've got the lead magnet. The most we know about most of our people on our list is their first name and email address. And yeah. That's pretty much it. Which, again, 
isn't the end of the world. But I think if you can find out a bit more about why is they downloaded the lead magnet and what are they currently struggling with and yeah. what best des- describes their situation. And obviously the questions change depending on the business, the underlying business and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, a, a good example that we, that w- we like to reference a lot is we have a customer that's in the health and fitness space and they do what you would expect, which is they ask like, what are your current goals? Do you want to yeah. build muscle, lose, you, right. you know, lose fat, whatever. And they're able to then just dial in on both the products offered, but also the stories told yeah. over their marketing emails to just resonate better. I mean, it, it allows us to, I think all of us know that niche websites typically outperform generic. And the reason for that is they just, they have their messaging dialed in to one, one type of person with one type of need. And, um, but there's no reason you need a niche, the entire business, right. you know, it, it, it can be done. It's like when I used to write proposals for my agency, we did web and mobile apps for all different types of companies. When I wrote a proposal, I was effectively niching down our business to fit their unique need. And that's all we're talking about doing is just yeah. a, a, a way of doing that kind of dynamically. You know, it's interesting about this, you know, you've, <clears throat> we've all gone to that, uh, to get that free download and presented with, you know, 18 fields of data that they want. And we're reluctant to fill that in because I, I, I feel typically we don't trust that company enough yet, or, you know, whatever it is that we yeah. want to really give them that much information. Plus I think it, it feels like I'm giving you this information for your benefit. Right. And one of the things I like about this approach of asking people, I think it's very easy to get a lot more data because it's positioned or you can position it as, hey, this is this is so I can send you the right stuff. You know, this yeah. is so you get yeah. only what you care about. And I right. think that positioning really dramatically changes, you know, how much willingness people have to give you and trust that you develop. But I'm wondering if you have any data to back that up. I do. Yeah. So we used to be really pushing people. And I think you and I talked about this kind of recently, where we used to push people to do a lot of upfront data collection. So pre-opt-in, get industry, job role, all that stuff. We've And the calculus was always, well, if we got more data about somebody, could then show them a personalized opt-in. So if I knew you were in this industry with this problem, instead of join my newsletter, I can say, join my newsletter you know, focused on helping, you know, marketing coaches with X or, you know what I mean? Like just being able to make that really dialed in. And and, and there's some, like that can sometimes work better, but it's tricky. So what I recommend most people do at this point is get that data post-opt-in. So do your usual normal opt-in stuff. And then I like using the confirmation page. So the thank you page that usually says, Hey, thanks. Go check your email. Goodbye. Instead, use that as an opportunity to say, hey, so you know, thanks for joining. If you can spare a minute or two, I'd love to just find out a bit more about how I can make sure you get exactly the content you need and nothing more. So this is something that you know we do, I do, but also many of our customers do. And on average, we're getting usually it's about 80 to 85% of all new opt-ins end up going through that process. I mean, assuming it's not a thousand questions, if it's right you know, four or five things that are multiple choice questions, most people are willing to kind of click through that because you're positioning it as exactly that. You're not doing this to say, we want to put together a a slide deck to investors showing the composition of our audience, give us data. Instead, it's positioned as, if I can find out why you're here and what you need, I can reduce the amount of noise I send you. 
I can make sure that I'm giving you exactly what you need. And people tend to agree with that and like that. So yeah, I mean, I'm getting four out of five people who join giving me more than just a name and email. I know in my case, what their current email marketing objective is, what email provider they use, if they have one, how comfortable they are with it, what they've done with it. If they haven't, why haven't they signed up yet? So for me, I'm like, well, I can go and say, send an email right now to everyone on my list who does not use an email marketing platform. And maybe they've struggled. Maybe they haven't done it because they're not sure which one. Well, I just came up with this great uh, review video I put together and I really pushed the affiliate thing that I, you know, for the platform I I recommend. And that's who I could target that for. Right. So I can do like so many interesting things once you have uh, that data in your database. Yeah. So, so let's wrap up on uh, the idea of creating personalized messages on your website. I think a lot of what we've talked about implies that I've got that data so now I can send better email. But a lot of us out there, myself included, have segments, different unique segments that we sell. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be amazing if on the homepage, you know, when they came there, they saw case studies and testimonials that were only related or were specifically related to that segment. And so talk a little bit about the idea that using this tool and using this data that we collect, we can actually now have the website say different stuff. Yeah. So the way, the way we do it with right message is we allow you to quickly like click on a headline. So what you could do is you could go into our tool within the tool, go to your homepage, let's say, and then click on the headline, like, you know, your main headline mm-hmm. and then toggle between all the different segments you've defined. So if you've defined, um, segment a segment B and segment C, you could say, go to a change the headline to a B change this, click on this picture, change it to the picture of the Panda for people in a change it to, you know, change this, change that. And it's really just kind of, if you've ever used a tool like Optimizely or VWO, it's very similar in that respect where it's point and click. So that that's how we've designed that. But what I usually tell people is even if they don't want to go that far, one easy fix, it's not the most elegant fix, but it's an easy fix would be, let's say you're promoting a new product or, or course and duplicate your sales page like two or three times and make those tweaks. And then just within your email app platform, when you're writing the emails, have some conditionals that say, if they're in this segment, point them to landing page A. If they're yeah. in yeah. this segment, go to line page B. And, and obviously it's not the nicest way of doing it, especially when you consider that one benefit of a platform like right messages, we can do multivariate personalization. Yeah. So you can yeah. say, you know, these benefits are here because they're in this job role, this headlines because they're in this industry, this testimonials because they're struggling with this pain point. And that can yield, if you just do simple math, it can yield you know, 10 industries times 10 job roles, you already have now a hundred variations, which would be untenable if you were yeah. to duplicate it a hundred times. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And is it, <clears throat> does it work with the various page builders that are out there now? Because you, you're just putting in blocks of HTML or something. That's right. So all we're doing, the easiest way to think about it is we're effectively post-processing the page. So you put our script on the site. What we do is your page builder sends up the wire, the final page. And we're just saying, even though the server says we should be showing the headline that says ABCs, we see their tagged customers. So before they even see the page, we're going to change it out to XYZ. So it's just a kind of a, the benefit there for us is it's it's agnostic in terms of what you put it on. It'll work on anything that allows you to just run our JavaScript on it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Brendan, <clears throat> thanks for taking time to stop by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. You, you want to send people, obviously we'll have a link to write message, but do you want to, anywhere else you want to send people to connect with you? 
Yeah, I mean, the the you know, besides write message, I I do write weekly, like you mentioned, at createandsell.co, and there I just write about everything from you know tagging versus custom fields to what I've talked about recently. A lot um, of email stuff. Just email, like you know, should yeah. you have design emails versus simple text? Yeah, I mean, just a lot of emaily things like that. Awesome. Well, again, uh, thanks for stopping by, and hopefully, uh, we'll run into you uh, one of these days again out there on the road. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Hey, and one final thing before you go. You know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing Strategy Assessment. You can find it at marketingassessment.co, not .com, .co. Check out our free marketing assessment and learn where you are with your strategy today. That's just marketingassessment.co. I'd love to chat with you about the results that you get. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.